0: Hello, and welcome back to Middle Ground. We are so excited to be here with you guys today because we have a very special guest and we're in our office. And what we didn't think about when preparing for this guest to come with our office is our chairs have yet to come in. The office chronicles continue. We have two chairs. Um, So should should we be recording in our closet that is less echoey, that has the sound dampening that this office has ordered and is not here yet? Yes, but instead, here we are on the office floor. And today, (laughs) we're so excited because my very best friend, my maid of honor, one of my favorite humans on planet Earth is here with us, J.C. Overstreet. And uh, I don't know, I can give a little intro on you. Do you want to just go in? She's here. (laughs) Um,
1: You can give an intro and then I'll fill in.
0: Okay, Um, so J.C. and I grew up together, kind of. I swam with her little sister. That's how we met. That's really not anything about JC. It's more about me. Um, (laughs) but then whenever JC went to college, she started a fashion blog, um, and has been very involved in the influencer and blogger space for almost 10 years or like a long time now. Yeah. Um, and then transitioned from doing fashion blogging to doing, um, more wellness and, um, beauty content, things like that. And then from there, um, started into photography and is photographing weddings and seniors all while maintaining a normal nine to five in the communication world. Yes. So
1: would you like to fill it into how'd I do? You did great. Okay. So what Joe didn't mention is that when I was in college, she actually talked me into starting a fashion blog and that was back when blogs were pretty new. Um, so we didn't really know what we were doing, but she took my first blog photos. She designed my first blog logo. We did it all in a day. We thought we were going viral on Pinterest for sure. <laughs> yeah. I actually like did well, you did on, well Pinterest on Pinterest for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was really cool. It just wasn't as big of a thing yet. And then it got a lot bigger. Um, and I did that through college and after college. And then eventually my interests expanded beyond just fashion. So my tagline now is everyday wellness, beauty, and style because um, I don't like to pinpoint myself down to just one thing. Um, but yeah, I really love all of those things. They bring me a lot of joy. And like Joe said, I'm also a photographer, and I also am the communications director for a school district. So I juggle a lot, but so she I has love lots of free
0: time. Lots of free time to be on a podcast. And yeah,
1: I'm, like- I'm you know super lazy all the time, but. No, I love being busy. I love um, having a lot of different interests. I find it really fulfilling.
0: Yeah. Okay. So we're going to kind of intro the podcast as
2: normal, and we're going to hop in here with grounding moments. Caroline, do you want to lead? Sure. (laughs) So so my grounding moment from this week is I helped my mom kind of move into her house, and she is an interior designer. She is wonderful at her job, and she's been working hard at this house that she's renovating for about like a little over a year now. And it's so fun to see like everything come together and the furniture is in. So that's been really rewarding to see. And yeah, it's beautiful. Her home's just studying. She did a wonderful job on it. And yeah, I'm really excited about it. And yeah, that was my grinding moment. What about you, Joe?
0: Um, For me, it's going to be the thing I didn't mention about JC is she's, which I have mentioned on the podcast before, but JC is also pregnant. And she is five weeks behind me. And uh, my grounding moment has been like this week realizing, well, in the last couple of weeks, but just over and over again, especially since now we're getting to spend time together and like be in the same room. is like what a privilege that is that we're getting to like as best friends walk through that experience together because I don't think that's something a lot of people get to do. And I have been like very emotional about it. (laughs) It makes me want to cry because I feel like we're going through this like big life altering change together. And the only way I know it now is like with my best friend. And so I feel like that's been very grounding. I've been very appreciative
2: of that. And that's been my big thing. Yeah, and I've been saying this whole time, like, oh my gosh, guys, there's five people in this room. And they're like, (laughs) stop. like, no, for real. There's like humans inside of you. And it's very interesting and weird to think about.
1: Yeah, it's definitely been really special. I can't imagine doing this on my own now that we're doing it together in a way.
0: Five heartbeats, one tiny office. (laughs) All right, JC, what's your grounding moment?
1: My grounding moment is getting to visit Joe this weekend. Um, If you've followed either of us for the past several years, we usually travel a lot together. We shoot weddings. We visit each other a lot. Um, And then the past year has looked really different, of course, as it has for pretty much everyone. So just being down here this weekend, getting to visit, kind of getting to do our thing, spend quality time together, um, has just been... Just like a small thing that I would have taken for granted before, but don't take for granted now. Um, Because I've spent a lot of time alone and just with my husband the last year. So having some friend time is really, really appreciated for sure.
0: It's been weird, like not seeing everybody on a regular basis. And I don't know. I mean, we were traveling together a a lot, which I was thankful for. But, you know, in 2019, we were probably seeing one another once a month. And in 2018, we went to um, Oregon. We went to, I can't think of anywhere, Austin, Texas. Chicago. Yeah. We did a bunch of trips together. And a few months after
1: that, went to Palm Springs for your bachelorette. We were traveling every couple months. Yeah. And so,
0: which was, wow, how fortunate
1: were we? (laughs) Yeah. But
0: um, it's been a weird year just not seeing each other regularly. And having a best friend that doesn't live where you live is like... It works for us. It does. I feel like we do well with it. It's a long-distance
1: relationship, but we do well.
0: Yeah. But it's definitely weird whenever you are trying really hard to take the right precautions in order to protect everybody you love and care about. Yeah. So, okay. Well, today the reason, well, multiple people who listen sent us emails asking if we could have JC on because they follow her online and they love her for her everyday inspiration just of wellness and fulfilled healthy living. And so really Caroline and I wanted to kind of guide this conversation along the lines of helping people like Caroline and myself who have no kind of healthy routine. (laughs) We try really hard, um, but I I would love to start things off by how did you get started into routine? Have you always been like that? And um, what is your routine now?
1: Okay, great questions. Um, To start, I have not always had good routines. Um, Definitely used to be a disaster. I still feel like I'm a disaster, but less of one. Yeah, I used to sleep until the last second, roll out of bed, run into the office, like pack a granola bar to eat. Like that was my lifestyle for a long time. And then after a while, I started having some health issues, Um, a lot of adrenal fatigue, um, gut health issues, just a lot of things I think my lifestyle was wearing on me. I wasn't taking care of myself very well. So from that, I started doing a lot of research. I started gradually making some healthy changes and feeling better. And once I was feeling better, I wanted to do more things to feel better. So that's been my motivation um, I'm never striving to be perfect, and I'm not at all. Um, but I like to feel good. Life is short, and I want to feel good mentally and physically in the time that I have here.
2: Yeah, I love that. Um, so, how long ago, like, was that? Like, what time frame?
1: Um, so, I'm in my very late twenties now, approaching thirty. <laughs> I guess it hit me the day I turned thirty in three months, and that was quite a moment. <laughs> Um, Last night, we
0: figured out that she's going to be 30 weeks pregnant on her 30th birthday, and I've decided that's like a second golden birthday. Oh, yeah. Of sorts.
1: Yeah. I agree. Sure. I think that'll make it really special. I'm going to celebrate. I'm so glad. Okay. Cool. Um, So, yeah. I'm at the end of my 20s now. Um, I would say in my mid-20s is when I started making some good changes and kind of getting... My act together a little more. Um, And then I've just gradually found my way the last few years. So yeah, I would say a few years now. Awesome. So you work a nine to five job, correct? I do.
2: So how do you incorporate a routine with working a nine to five job, being busy all the time, photography, and all of that? Can you give a little detail about that?
1: For sure. So something that's really helpful for me Um, is making sure I have a few things I do in the morning that are consistent. And that really helps me or helps set my day up for success. I don't have a super long drawn out morning routine because ultimately I have to get ready and go to work. Um, If I worked from home, it would probably be drawn out more and I could do more. Um, But I make sure I incorporate a few things that I know make me feel good and feel really grounded for the day. Um, so a few things I like to do. I make sure I drink a lot of water first thing in the morning when I'm getting ready.
0: I learned that from Z.
1: Yes. <laughs> um, sometimes it's warm lemon water, sometimes I'm not in the mood for that and that's cool. Um, but you get dehydrated throughout the night cuz you're not drinking water and your body's working really hard to detox. So I've learned it's really good to hydrate first thing in the morning and you're going to feel so much better. It's going to help regulate your blood pressure and just make you feel more energized.
0: Even if you learn nothing else today, just start drinking a glass of water first thing when you wake up. Yeah. Just see if that sticks. Yeah, nothing that's else. like a
1: tiny little thing you can do that really makes a big difference for me. Um, I make sure I eat breakfast. I know not everyone's a breakfast person, but I find my days are so busy. I really need to fuel myself consistently um, so that I feel good and I make sure I'm working that into my day. And then I use, it's called the five minute journal. I haven't always been a journaler. This is kind of a new thing for me, but I love it because it's really short. It's guided. It just asks you a few questions in the morning and a couple at night, but it helps you find a few things every day that you're grateful for, um, things that would make that day great and a daily affirmation. So it's really quick. It takes me like five minutes in the morning, but it really sets up even a really mundane day where I'm going to the office and then maybe have a photo shoot after it. I'm like, this is stressful. This is a lot. I can always find something to be grateful for. And it totally reframes your whole day. Um, so those are like the three things I do every single morning. And that helps me feel more grounded going into the day.
0: I love those things. I only drink a glass of water. <laughs> but that's, that's a, a whole step better than I was doing two years ago. So.
1: I'm going to call that a win. I'm proud of you for sure.
0: (laughs) We, uh, now the thing is that I was going to say earlier is while you're saying that you've just added some of these routines and some of this more healthy living in the last few years, I do remember you were always the girl with the 14 step care routine. Yeah. Like even at the slumber party. Yeah. Right.
1: It is true. So (laughs) I've dealt with acne for a really long time. Um, like half of my life now. So yeah, even when I was like 15 years old at sleepovers, my friends would crash and go to sleep. I would sneak quietly to the bathroom and do my entire nighttime skincare routine. Um, so yeah, I've, I guess I have always been about routines in a certain way.
0: Right. I just thought of that, and because that's something I it always is remember. Kind of funny. About it you. was like
1: I was really embarrassed by it when I was younger, but now I I hope it's paid off.
0: I feel like it's really cool. Yeah
2: like
0: yeah. it's really cool too i i like idolize that mm-hmm. i would like to be that i've been doing a three-step care routine the last you're few doing weeks
1: so much better so
0: moving up in the world yeah i mean we're getting there um okay so i'd like to ask you i guess then if you're talking to girls like caroline and me who we have a handful of things in our routine we drink a glass of water we take off our makeup at night um you know we do we do a few things Uh, what are the things that you would say are best to get started in that routine world and that wellness world just to start feeling better? Cause I find it really overwhelming. I know that the way I do this every time, and JC has walked through this with me probably a dozen times where I'm like, I'm going to change my life. And for two weeks, I'm like the healthiest person on planet earth. And then a year later we talk about it again. Yeah. You burn out. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. I feel like that's really common in our culture, especially like in our mom's generations. It's kind of that like diet culture that they grew up in. And we still have a little bit of that lingering. Um, I think the first thing that came to mind for me is to not try to overhaul your entire life all at one time. That's really overwhelming. Hardly anyone's going to succeed at that. Maybe if you're like Joe's personality where she's a type three and loves a challenge, like she might do that, but for most of us that's not realistic. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, and living a healthier and more fulfilled life should never feel overwhelming. It shouldn't make your life harder or feel like a burden. It should be something you want to do because it's making you feel so much better. So, don't try to overhaul everything all at once. Um I would pick like one thing. Maybe it's just drinking your glass of water in the morning or if you really want to eat healthier but find that really overwhelming, um, and I know a lot of people do because you just don't know how to change the whole entire way that you eat, just focus on adding more vegetables. Or, I don't know, yeah, I would just add more vegetables. A lot of people think about everything you have to cut out, and that's not necessarily true, um, especially if you want to eat in a really balanced way. So just focus on adding more plants or more vegetables to your diet And that's a really simple mindset shift. And as you add more of that to your plate, it's going to leave less room for other things because you're going to be filling up on those nutrients and those plants. And gradually, your taste buds can even change over time, which is really cool. So I think that is honestly such a great way to start, whether that's eating some like cut-up veggies with a dip for a snack or just adding some extra greens or cooking two vegetables for your sides at dinner instead of one. Just little shifts like that, um, I think over time can make a big difference. And if you're really
0: bad and don't like vegetables like me, spinach in your smoothie.
1: Yes. One of my biggest tips. Yeah, so spinach in smoothies is pretty much tasteless. It will turn them kind of a funky color, but who cares? Like throw it in a tumbler that's not see-through and doesn't matter. Um, Yeah, sneak spinach into your smoothies. Um, I'm trying to think if you like eggs I like chopping up some veggies and throwing them in there and just doing like a big scramble I love to do stir fries I love to do like Thai curries dishes like that you can throw in a ton of different veggies and it just works yeah
2: um, okay so what would you say for someone like me who hates cooking like absolutely hates it someone like us <laughs> yes. someone like us Um, I get overwhelmed just being at a grocery store in general, and I'm just wondering if you were always into cooking and does that, has that always brought you joy or was it a switch or what? I think we should touch
0: on what we talked about in the car on the way here. Yeah. I don't know if you you want me to lead into it. Okay. So you weren't with us. We, um, went to dinner before this and all met at the office and JC and I were riding in the car together. And on the way there, we were kind of starting to talk through what we wanted to talk about on this podcast, what value we really felt like she provided that Caroline and I obviously don't. So cooking's a very good direction. Yes. Um, And in the car, I said the thing that Caroline and JC really have in common is they're like these cool girls. So for them, something that comes very easily is just like the exterior world, seeing them as cool. They throw together an outfit, even in their most casual moment, like to be in sweats. And it's still, they have this effortless look to them that they're always cool. And I've always envied that. And I've never been that. Um, but something I've realized being around really cool girls like JC and Caroline, who it comes naturally, they'll talk to me like, well, yeah, it's easy, you know? And they're not attempt- saying that in a negative way toward me. Cause I'm like, no, it's really hard. I have to work really hard. And that led us into a conversation about cooking because that's my biggest shortcoming. And the idea of going to the grocery store is paralyzing to me. And I'm embarrassed to talk about it because to me, I look at the outside world and I feel like cooking is this thing that's supposed to be really easy, but I'm afraid to talk about like that it is paralyzing me in fear. The idea of having having to put together a grocery list. So I just want to know if other people are like that. And you can kind of touch on, I don't know if you kind of heard that from a different perspective in the car, but yeah. I'd be curious what your thoughts are.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's something that comes naturally to everyone. It didn't used to come naturally to me. Um, gosh, for the first half of my 20s, I think I knew how to make tacos and like pasta and chicken fried rice. That's where like, I am. <laughs> stuff like that. Um I wouldn't say I'm like an amazing cook by any means, but gradually over time, I've grown to enjoy it more and it's just come more naturally to me. And I just kind of have a standard grocery list that I follow now, so I don't have to put too much thought into it. Um, But I'm trying to think of some ways that you can eat healthier, like if cooking doesn't come naturally or if you don't enjoy it at all. Um, I think for a lot of people, especially really busy gals like us, sometimes it makes more sense to spend a little bit more money, but buy the produce that's like already prepped and like chopped up and stuff. Um, and I know not everyone is able to do that. And so definitely find that balance that works for you. Um, but I know like my sister's an attorney, she works crazy hours, but loves cooking healthy meals. So she buys like a lot of veggies and stuff that are already prepped. She can just like dump them out into the pan. Um, so I think that's like yeah. a good, nice little hack. I Do guess. Do you,
2: um, meal prep at all?
1: Um, I don't very much cause I'm weird with leftovers. Okay. Um, and I know that would make things a lot more efficient for me, but I struggle in that department. There's some things like Sometimes on a Sunday, I'll make a soup and then I can have that for lunch a few different days or, um, there's some things I don't mind leftover, but I don't like meal prep for the week.
2: Yeah. Um, and if you guys don't follow JC, you need to, because her, when she posts about food, I'm like, how did she make that? Like, I'm like so in awe by that. And if you're interested at all in healthy eating and wellness and all of that, you need to follow her. Give her your instagram
1: um it's <laughs> jacy yeah. lenore j-a-c-y yeah
2: yeah and it's um where was i going with that oh i wanted to know what's your favorite um healthy go-to snack because yeah. i like i said i don't cook i don't i barely even go to the grocery store and i when i'm hungry I feel like I grab just whatever I can and usually it's a granola bar but I mm-hmm. would love to like maybe make a smoothie or whatever yeah so what do you, what is your go-to
1: yeah um okay I'm trying to think of some just really easy great ideas um I love to do just like raw cut up veggies um sometimes with a dip sometimes without so if you like hummus or guacamole Um, do some like raw bell peppers carrots um, cucumber slices cherry tomatoes things like that that is something you can really easily prep like get home from the grocery store wash it cut them up throw them in a container and then those are really easy to grab for a snack and you're like getting in extra veggies but it's like a yummy refreshing snack um I love things like Well, since I've been pregnant, I've been eating a lot of like clementines (laughs) randomly, but they are really easy to take because they're just like small and contained in a peel. Mm -hmm. Um, Things like that. I do like to look for like healthier bar options because sometimes it is just easiest to grab like a protein bar, granola bar. Um, I'm just like kind of picky about the ingredients and make sure there's like not a lot of sugar, I guess, but those really are the best sometimes um there's these things called chomps or there's other brands that make them but they're kind of like a jerky stick that's nice or sometimes I'll pack like deli meat or just some nuts I keep like nuts in my desk um so when my blood sugar is like feeling low and I'm like trying to get through a meeting or something I like snack on some nuts so I don't know those are some random ideas I guess
0: none of them are things I do so I feel inspired <laughs> me too.
1: <laughs> I'm
0: sorry Caroline, Caroline and I are the world's worst. um well, one, Caroline forgets
2: to eat entirely yeah um, it's very bad i if I'm not around people, forget it. I won't eat and it's not that i it's horrible. It's really bad for me. I know this, but I just don't and it's not that I get hungry either. I'm like, Oh yeah, I have not eaten one thing today. And then I'll go to bed. Like I'll be like, okay, good night. Night I'll try again tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) I can't relate to that at all. (laughs) I love eating. I love eating too. That's the weird thing. I just don't like preparing my own food and I don't like that process. And I really want to get better at it though, because I've read a lot of things that when you make your own food, you're so much more connected with yourself and like, so more in tune with your body of what you need like you were saying oh when my blood pressure is low right that was yeah. what you were saying I would have no idea I'm like oh like I'm not in tuned in that way mm-hmm. but I really want to be better because I feel like I'm the type of person that I'm like okay I'm, I'm gonna move my body today I'm really good at that and mm-hmm. I'm like okay that's good but I want to add the value of cooking and taking care of myself And all of that Mm -hmm. in that manner.
0: That's my biggest fear in having a kid though. Mm. Because I feel like I have no healthy habits when it comes to wellness. I think I have a lot of healthy habits in the way of my mindset and the way I maintain my mental health Mm -hmm. and moving my body, kind of like Caroline said. But I feel like I really lack in that department of nourishing my body and taking care of it. And so I think since I have been pregnant. It's something I'm spending a lot more time thinking about and researching because I would like to be able to guide my kiddos someday to lead a, a healthier, happier relationship with food. Cause my relationship with food is not happy. I mean, I love to eat, but it stresses me out. Like I would eat anything somebody put in front of me. So I didn't have to think about it. And so You also being pregnant and leading into that, what are, what are you starting to think about moving forward? What kind of habits do you want to pass on? What kind of mental health about healthy eating and that wellness? Like, where's that line for you? And what are you trying to pass along? I wonder what I'm learning during this. Sorry, guys. We don't interview people very often. Questions are hard. Um, yes. Questions
1: are really hard. Love
0: y'all. I'm trying my best. <laughs> Conversations be nice. are easier. Yeah. That was that was all. Um, you may begin. <laughs> yeah.
1: You don't have to ask a question. We can just chat. Um, no, this is something I think about a lot, and I just want to offer a quick trigger warning, I guess, but I used to have a very disordered relationship with food. Um kind of well, I had several years that were definitely a struggle in that department um, and I'm really thankful to be past that now and to have a healthy relationship with food but I do think about that mental health aspect a lot as well so I'm really glad that you brought that up and I think that is a big deal for a lot of people and something that we don't necessarily talk about a lot and obviously to a varying degree for different people but yeah I I think I used to view food as like I had to eat something, but I viewed it as calories or I viewed a lot of foods as bad. Um, And that just didn't lead to a healthy relationship or a happy relationship with food. Um, And over the years, I've just worked really hard to shift that. For me, it helped to learn about foods that were nourishing to my body. So then I started to have more of an appreciation of what I put into my body. And I viewed it as nourishment. Um, And I think, yeah, preparing my own food sometimes does help with that, Um, especially like vegetables, fruits, stuff like that. Um, Like things that come from the earth help me feel really grounded and have like a really deep appreciation for where they came from the people who grew that food um and how it's going to nourish my body um not to say don't eat french fries and pizza I just ate like most of a pizza like 45 (laughs) minutes ago um and french fries at lunch yes Mm -hmm. and some fries it was a more of an indulgent day but I think that's all part of balance and it's really great um but yeah as I raise my kids um I think I want to talk a lot about how much we appreciate our food and what we're eating. Um that it's a privilege to eat what we're eating and to learn about what different foods are doing to our bodies. Um so like we're eating carrots because oh gosh, I'm going to screw this up, but like they're amazing for our eyes and for our livers. Um blueberries are doing amazing things for our brain. They're making us smarter. Um, just things like that to make it fun and to like, kind of build that appreciation for what you're putting into your body. Cause that's helped me personally. So I hope, I hope that's a good way for my kids to grow up.
2: Yeah. I really love that because my mom has talked about that too. Like even when you eat fruit or any type of fruit, she uses strawberries a lot. She's like, remember, like people pick that and people like had to work hard to grow that. And I'm like, Oh my God, I never think about that when I eat like ever, barely. Mm -hmm. And it's so weird because I am such a foodie. Like I love a good meal. I love, my boyfriend cooks me everything when we're together. Mm -hmm. It's a blessing and a curse. But yeah, I just want to get more into like you said, like appreciating that and feeling your bodies with what's good and what makes you feel good.
1: Yeah. Do you garden? Um, I just did my first veggie garden last spring and summer. Tell me all about it. <laughs> um, it's like not glamorous in many ways. Like it's sweaty and dirty and there's bugs, but it was really fulfilling. Like I, I think too, cause we were spending so much more time at home. It was just great to have something to do and something to be really proud of. Um, but my husband and I, when we would have ripe tomatoes or there was like a huge ripe zucchini, like they would grow huge in like two days. We would go out every evening after I got home from work and like pick what was ripe in our garden. And it was so much fun. Um, And we just kind of had a small raised bed garden with just a few things. But we had so much fun with it and then getting to like think of ways to eat those foods was really cool and I was just so proud of them. I would like post pictures of like what I picked that day. I don't know. I was, it's so funny because I used to not be interested in cooking, gardening, anything like that. I wanted to live in a big city and like never deal with that and then I'm like, who have I become? This is hilarious. Well, that's like my
0: big thing I want to do. I So we're renovating a new house and it's on some land and I think that that's my next like big stepping stone that's going to encourage me to be more involved in my food. I'm like, I love plants and I've loved yeah. plants for years. So I'm like, okay, let's, let's start taking care of plants that make food that you need to use.
1: <laughs> yeah. I've that never thought to... about that. Cause you are obsessed with plants. So I like, love them. We can be obsessed with like vegetable plants, I guess, or like you could probably have like a lemon tree in your house, in well, your new house. I want to do a squash,
0: like a, like squash plants, like they vine and go up and over. So mm-hmm. I want to do squash and I want to do carrots and I'm wanting to do all these raids. I've been focusing on very hard on my garden design. And I remember you doing the garden last year. I was like, JC's going to be my end. She's going to teach me how to garden.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm an expert. Actually, I know I'm not an expert yet. <laughs>
0: One season in. In fact, it was
1: hilarious because when you buy the little veggie starters, they're so small. So we planted like 20 something tomato plants in this one raised bed and it turned into a tomato jungle. (laughs) Like it was insane. We would have to like reach our arms and dig through these like super dense tomato plants to get to tomatoes. It was craziness. So lesson learned. They're like tiny when you buy them, but you still do have to spread them out. Um, but yeah, it really is fun. I want to try some new veggies this year. Um, yeah, it's like a fun thing to do together. I think it'd be fun to do with like our kids too, as they grow up. Yeah. Cause that's oh, something I they just... can help with even when they're like little toddlers. Right. You can come like dig around in the dirt and. Well,
0: and my grandparents had a big garden when I was a kid and we would go help them work in it. They would have potatoes and carrots and they had strawberries and all kinds of stuff. And at the new house. They have um, established grapes already. Like we have a grapevine and they're already established, but they haven't been doing anything with it. I don't know anything about it. Yeah. So I'm going to have to keep that alive. But Mm -hmm. I I just, I want to learn about it because I feel like that's a great way. I really resonated earlier whenever you were saying that learning to appreciate that somebody grew that food, somebody Mm -hmm. picked that food, somebody, you know, cleaned, prepared it. For me, because it's not me doing any of that. Matt yeah. makes the most of our meals. I forget because food has been so readily available in the really privileged culture I've gotten to grow up mm. in. Like I've never questioned where my meal is coming from. And taking the action to be grateful for that gives food a whole new meaning.
1: Definitely. It's a whole mindset shift. Um. Yeah, you view it as nourishment and just kind of appreciate the journey that that food went on, which sounds really hippy-dippy of me, but it really is cool, and I think that is such a cool thing to teach kids from a young age because um, I didn't really grow up like that. I mean, we ate fairly healthy, but we were just normal American family, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's something I want to talk to my kids about and help them appreciate nature more, too. Yeah, spend time I love outside. that. Um, so
2: I wanted to ask you... Does your husband, like, how does he eat? Does it clash? Do you have separate fridges? Like, how does that work? I'm
0: interjecting because I am best friends with somebody who is like my husband. And Matt eats super healthy, like Jay-Z.
1: Yeah, he's very disciplined.
0: And then Trey and I, I feel like, live similarly. <laughs> yes. So please carry on, and I'm just going <laughs> to keep that in mind, that Trey makes me feel normal
1: yeah so when Trey and I met in college we started dating right before our junior year I had never had a pop tart before um so Trey introduced (laughs) me to my first pop tart um what's your favorite kind of pop tart um I like cherry with the frosting Oh no that's gross well my
0: favorite one's strawberry so that's probably yeah strawberry's
1: good and the s'mores S'mores, s'mores yeah I was gonna say I think the s'mores
0: are gross
1: Oh, no, they're good. Okay, I've committed a crime.
0: Okay, anyway, continue.
1: Yeah, so he grew up eating a lot of, like, southern food and fast food, pretty much. Um, Drink soda, sweet tea, all those things, like, that I had just never had exposure to. We got to pick one, like, sugary cereal a year for our birthday. (laughs) Um, I love that. So... Yeah, we definitely had totally different mindsets um, and still kind of do. Like when I'm not around, I know Trey's not eating healthy and I just have to not worry about it because it's like his body and whatever he enjoys. Um, But he has definitely gradually made some good changes over the years and he's always been very open-minded. So he eats what I cook or I'll make slight modifications. So I eat gluten-free. So a lot of times, like if we grill burgers or whatever, I'll eat mine, you know, without a bun, but I buy buns for him so he can just still have like a normal meal or whatever. Or like if I make tacos, I do usually a taco salad. He'll use tortillas, just little things like that. But like we're cooking the same meal. Um, but yeah, he gets like takeout and fast food quite a bit, um, He did finally quit drinking soda this year which was really exciting nice but yeah he's not someone who's like into wellness but he's like open-minded and he'll try things with me um and his palate has expanded a lot because when I first met him he didn't I mean he'd never heard of like almond milk or anything like (laughs) that but now that's what he uses in his cereal so
0: is that has that ever been an obstacle like an, in your wellness journey or in your relationship? Cause I'm sure there are people listening who feel like because their significant other won't hop on or like their parents won't hop on, that that's a big boundary. So what would you say to them?
1: Yeah, I think we got married pretty young. We were 23. That is really young actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And like I said, in the first half of my twenties, I had no routine or really interest in wellness or nutrition or anything. And I was very influenced by how Trey ate. Um, and then that's when I started developing like some health issues. I gained weight, like I just wasn't living my healthiest life, I guess. Um, so I guess, you I think how he ate influenced how I ate for a while. And I just kind of had to find my own way and like find a healthy balance for the two of us. And that just took time, but it's—I think it's very doable. We've never like clashed over it or anything, and we have really good balance. Like we eat really healthy when we're at home, but if we go out to eat or get takeout or something, like sometimes I'll make healthy choices, but sometimes I just like get something I really want to enjoy, and I feel like we have good balance in that. Yeah,
2: that's awesome. Yeah, my boyfriend—he's um, gluten-free, but he eats gluten. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> And he has horrible reactions, horrible, like real horrible reactions.
2: But the thing is, is, I mean, it's not my fault, but he, whenever we go on dates or whenever he cooks, obviously I'm not gluten free. I could eat a trash bag and my stomach would be fine. Like I am blessed (laughs) with that. And Chris is like, what? And so he has a hard time like setting that boundary. Like I can't eat that. And he eats it. Mm-hmm. So, like, did you ever struggle with that, or did you? Are you? Were you kind of embarrassed? I guess. Yeah. I don't know if embarrassed. Help Chris. Yeah, help Chris, basically. Yeah. No, <laughs>
1: I I so identify with that. I found out I needed to eat gluten free in college. I was having horrible stomach issues, so I did that for a couple of years, and then I, apparently when I got married, I was just like, I'm not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after a couple of years of that, I had horrible stomach issues again. Um, so then I had to get a little stricter about it again. But it is really hard. It's kind of embarrassing. It's like when you go out to eat or like when Trey suggests a restaurant, he's like, can you eat anything here? And it sucks to be the one that's like, this is really going to be hard for me to eat right. here. Because it just like you want to go have like a fun enjoyable food experience so it's you feel like a downer yeah when you're like oh i can't eat this
2: yeah that's Um, totally chris because he's such a people pleaser yeah and he's like oh i'll eat that i'm like you you can't you shouldn't yeah it's like
1: i want to be really low maintenance when we're like we haven't been hanging out with groups of friends this past year but it's like at tailgates at mizzou games which is something we normally do I just kind of eat whatever because I don't want to be the girl on the side eating my weird healthy snack instead of tailgate, you know. <laughs> and I'm the bad guy
0: because it pisses me off. Not not with you, like not with friends, but with Matt. Matt doesn't eat carbs.
1: Yeah, he's and very
0: he, he's, strict about he's it. He's a very, very strict diet. And I want to go out and get takeout or like enjoy – and. He'll be like, like on, if we have a Saturday morning where we're both off and he's not having to go to work, I'm not having to go to a wedding or anything. I'll be like, let's go get brunch. And he's like, okay. And we get there and he'll be like, I'll have a water.
1: Yeah. That would annoy me too. (laughs) And it
0: makes me so mad. And I know that he's just trying to make the right decisions for him. Mm -hmm. So I guess riddle me this, how do I be a better advocate for him while also, you know, doing the things we want to do?
1: yeah I think just like understanding how that person needs to eat, so then then you can make suggestions that fit well for them too. Mm-hmm. Like maybe when you're out at brunch with Matt, like I eat pretty low carb generally. He could have bacon and eggs and still have an enjoyable meal with you and not just be sipping water
0: he just doesn't like to pay for the bacon and eggs when he can make bacon and eggs at home. Yes. Which I guess is maybe something him and I need to have a conversation about.
1: See, that might be a whole different, like, (laughs) motivation. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so just, yeah, Caroline with Chris, Joe, you with Matt. I think just, like, try to understand how they need to eat to feel good um, and try to meet them in the middle so they aren't always the ones... Having to compromise or feel like they're the ones having to say no, because um, once Trey finally wrapped his head around like, oh Jay does have to eat like this for like some medical reasons to not feel awful the rest of the day on vacation or something, then he was a lot more empathetic. It wasn't like a diet choice. It was to not feel bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, like once he understood that more, we were able to find like options that were better for both of us.
0: I love that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm glad that was helpful. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I honestly feel
0: like we've covered the things I want to cover. Yeah. At least <laughs> today. I feel like I could have JC back on the podcast to talk about healthy friendships. We could have her back on yeah. to talk about, Pregnancy yeah, we could have her back yeah, on to yeah. talk literally a million different things. so if you guys enjoy this and have enjoyed listening, please let us know. We'll force her to come back yeah and yeah. talk about all the things she's incredible. Um, go check her out on Instagram at JC Lenore and she has an incredible blog um, full of really helpful recipes and you did a roundup of your first trimester of your pregnancy. yes and she does a lot of really helpful shopping things as well because she curates the most incredible lists of gifts and online things I'm not good at that either she's everything I'm not good at
1: we balance each other very well is what I'll say because I'm really terrible at things that come easily to you like I'm here for a whole podcast episode about like money tips okay because Joe has (laughs) Joe has legitimately transformed my life when it comes to money um and, and like i'm properly being hydrated more secure
2: <laughs> yes balance i call that balance so it's like yeah
1: I, I feel like joe sometimes is like you're so perfect at these things i'm like only these like couple things do i thrive at it but fascinates like i'm learning me. so much from you in other ways
0: well thank you i just like and i think that that is something that we can learn when we were talking about on our friendship episodes and stuff I think Caroline and I touch a lot in our relationships that we really try to celebrate the things our friends are good at. And like, Mm -hmm. this is a good example of that. We learn from each other. We don't compete with each other. And they're like, JC and I are both and Caroline are all great photographers. We have things in common that we're all really good at. And then we have things that some of us are bombing (laughs) and we help lift each other up and vice versa. And like remembering that nothing's a competition just is. I love it. No,
1: it's so great when you have that friendship dynamic where you can just learn from each other and support one another mm, without grow. judgment, without competition. I never judge Joe for not cooking because I just know it's not a fit for everyone. No. Um, and she doesn't judge me for cooking online shop or online shopping <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's like within my means. And I did my savings and investments for the month, you know, so yeah. Yeah. Having that dynamic is so nice. We're still
0: working on Caroline on um,
1: saving. Yeah. You're only 21. You're already doing phenomenal. so far ahead. I didn't start doing regular savings until I was like 26, I think. So you're doing great.
0: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Okay. Do we have a QA and a for today? JC, you want to get in on this Q&A? Yeah. Okay. Before we do q and I did want to hop on here. Sorry about our audio. Better audio is coming. We've ordered things for our walls and everything so that it should be less echoey uh, moving forward. So that will be getting resolved. But pregnant me cannot sit in the closet anymore. So it's echo or no episode for a few weeks. Curtains should be in soon. We're going to have wall panels put in and we're also getting boxes for our microphones. So that is all on their way. And resolve will be soon. If you have. You have very kindly DM'd us and been like, are you guys doing anything about that? So lovingly though, like truly in the kindest words. Um, But everyone rest assured, yes, we are doing something about that. (laughs) Okay, Q&A for this week. Caroline's putting me on the spot. (laughs) Okay, so for this week, somebody asked us, whenever you're setting big goals and you're starting to go for them and you fall flat on your face, How do you recover from that? How do you not continue to feel embarrassed? How do you move forward and continue to work for that goal
2: without letting that set in?
1: Yeah, that's a good question.
2: Um, Have you guys seen the movie Soul?
1: Yes. Not yet. I want to. Okay, so I
2: haven't seen it, but I know what it's about. But... (laughs) (laughs) What? I was just wondering... um, (laughs) <laughs> and it kind of goes into this, but so when, uh, I do something and I fail, I am all about like, it was meant to be like, I'm very, and I think I'm very healthy in that way. And I just take it uh, as a learning opportunity and all right, pivot new path. And the faster I fall, in my eyes, the faster I can re pivot to where I'm supposed to be. So I'm like, yay, like we failed and we're gonna move on. That's really healthy.
0: Yeah, I think that is really healthy. And the way that I will kind of say I do it is I try to not define the falling as the failure. Like, let's say you really are wanting to be an entrepreneur full time and you have your first event and no one shows up. That doesn't mean when she says pivot, quit like and do something different it just means all right whatever we did didn't work let's try something new and so no one showing up isn't a failure it's a learning experience we're going okay well the ways that we market this it it didn't work and we've had our share of things like that Mm -hmm. um i for sure have doing weddings and you know i've put out promotions and events and things and It's like, oh, mini sessions when I first got started and it's three weeks later. I'm like, no one booked my mini sessions. (laughs) So does that mean I'm not a good photographer or does that mean I didn't market it well? Usually it doesn't mean that you're not meant to be a photographer, that you're not meant to be. like It doesn't mean that. It means that there was something in the process that wasn't perfect. So that failure isn't a failure. It's a learning opportunity for the next time.
1: Yeah, it's just all how you view failure. and I think our society teaches us that failure is... A devastating thing and that you have to punish yourself over that um but I think if you view it as a learning opportunity it really changes things I try to remember too most of the time when something doesn't go how I planned or hoped usually no one else knows so I don't yes. need to be embarrassed like no one knows how many people booked your mini sessions no one knows like how many people came to your pop-up um so you just except like except for
0: the no people that were there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. So like don't spend time feeling mortified or anything like that because people don't know.
2: Right. Yeah, you're you're your own main character and everyone is their own and no one cares about you really today. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing <laughs>
1: matters. Yeah. Nothing matters. They're not spying on you. They don't know. Yeah. And if they are, that
0: means they care a lot. And so that's great.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know. You have
2: a fan. Yeah.
0: That's that's everything for me. Okay. <laughs> Y'all. T- oh, wow. <laughs> you know, pregnancy brain, I have not wanted to say it because I'm like, no, I will not. It is a thing.
1: It used to annoy me so much when people on Instagram were like, oh, hashtag pregnancy brain. I was like, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard it's real yeah i don't have as much capacity
0: i, I think i'm operating at like 10 percent like she's not she's not uh, i said body, body potty earlier instead of body party <laughs> i could only get body potty out body potty body potty that was all that would come out of my mouth that's 10 percent capacity for me
1: yeah yeah i did see something i saw like a graphic that demonstrated like when you're pregnant like you have a smaller part of your brain to dedicate to all of your stuff. Because a large part of your brain sense. is, like, working on other things. Right,
0: because I think about, like, a computer, like, trying to run a 3D printer. yeah. And, like, I'm kind of 3D printing a <laughs> human, in a way, yeah, on That's my true. insides. So, like, my body party capacity was working on the human. So all we got was body potty, which is kind of cool. It's like I'm saying it with a Jersey accent.
1: (laughs) Literally all we did during this podcast was sit on the floor and talk. And I have been out of breath multiple times. (laughs) I've had to turn away from the mic and catch my breath from literally just sitting and talking. So it really does some crazy stuff to you.
0: Yeah. Well, next time we'll have chairs.
1: Yes, that may
2: help. Both of my feet are asleep and I'm dying. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> well, on that note,
0: <laughs> you can find Caroline online at Caroline Stelty. You can find JC online
1: at JC Lenore.
0: You can find me online at Joe Johnson Overby, And you can find the podcast online at, at Middleground Middle Ground podcast, podcast. Or you can email us hello at middlegroundpodcast.co. Um, we do an advice episode at the end of every month. So always feel free to send in all your problems. We love to read them. (laughs) Um, we love to respond to them. We love to talk with you guys and, um, yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.